Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm and starting the weekend with us. Appreciate all you guys, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. That's the way to start your day as a trip through the drive-thru here in Starkville at Strange Brew Coffee House. But if you can't make it to Starkville, if you don't live in the area and just want to have it at your house, hey, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. That's the place to go. Get it shipped directly to your door, and you can be enjoying Strange Brew Coffee wherever you live. Jackson, Meridian, Biloxi, South Haven, or even outside the great state of Mississippi. Strange Brew Coffee House is available to you when you shop at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Our friends at College Corner, this time next week, it'll be Black Friday. That means you'll be getting great savings and great specials on all the MSU merchandise you're going to be looking for. But between now and then, and then even after that, you want to go to collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to shop to get your holiday shopping done. You know you're going to be buying the MSU fans in your life some new gear. Do it at College Corner. They have the best selection. They've got the biggest selection. They've got everything you're looking for, maroon and white. It's at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, looks like they're going to have live music this Friday over at Humble Taco. So on top of getting great food, you can get some great entertainment as well. Head over there this weekend. Should be a fantastic weekend for football and for uh, for fun here in the Golden Triangle. You want to get up and make Humble Taco part of your plans because it's just something you can't get anywhere else. No matter where you live, you're not going to find a Mexican restaurant like Humble Taco. If you haven't checked them out already, you are missing out. Do it this weekend. Go over to Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs reminds you if you're looking for a party platter for this weekend's tailgates or any tailgates or any party you're having, it's holiday season's coming up. People are going to have their Christmas parties. Make a party platter from Firehouse Subs the centerpiece of that. And, of course, when you're just looking for lunch, Firehouse Subs is always a great, great choice. Download the free Firehouse Subs app, and uh, you can start collecting reward points, which uh, they accumulate quickly when you're using that app. And then you can be enjoying some free sandwiches pretty soon. You enjoy it quickly when you use the Firehouse Subs out. You're in, you're out, you're back at work, you're eating your lunch. It's delicious. It's Firehouse Subs. So we really don't have like a, a theme here, Robbie. We got we to gotta sort of figure it out as we go. Now, I trust us to be able to do that. Why did you not prepare for this show? You've been too busy being in Oxford today right, here's, to here's, prepare for our show. Let me tell you something right now. They paid us to be in Oxford. Money, money talks, all right? Everybody's got a price. Is this not part of your job, Brian? It is. But I'm, you know, you know, you just I'm, treat me. You just treat me like I'm just trash. It's unbelievable. This is this is, uh, this is not how we get our mind right. Okay, all right. We and I have to be on the same page. We have to work together. All right. You know what? You know what really would have had me thinking you had your mind right. What's that? If you d- if you did the show from your studio mm-hmm. instead of going to Oxford, you said I, I refuse. My mind has to get right for this egg bowl. 
I refuse to step foot in Oxford. Well, I have terrible news for you. I'm going to be in Oxford on Monday. See? Somebody else paid for a remote. Money talks. BS walks the marathon. Your mind is not right. No, I don't know. I disagree with that. First off, my mind isn't right. Not all the way yet. All right, I got until Thursday of next week to get there. But I'm getting there. I'm locking in slowly but surely. What about you? I'm a professional journalist. Okay. You know what? Why don't you just shut the hell up? Is is what I have to say. Hey, my mother's listening to this show. Miss Falk, I'm sorry. Your son needs to shut the hell up. Wait a second. All right. We were talking, uh, you know, first and foremost, I think some disappointing news uh, broke yesterday, and that's that uh, the Connerly Trophy ballots will, in fact, be counted and tabulated prior to the Egg Bowl. Uh, the Egg Bowl results will will not uh, have an impact on this. It, that's disappointing, to say the least, I, I would agree, right? Why, why is this the case? This, it hasn't been this way ever. So, I, like, why, why did it just now? I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I never saw the, uh, the, you know, the voting and all that stuff. You know, Usually the fans get a vote, mm-hmm. I think, and then like that counts like ten percent of the vote or something like that. Right. And then I, uh, I guess the uh, the media does the rest, or yeah, some, is it scouts? Like, scouts it, have some input. I think there's some scouts. I think there's some media. I'm I'm not entirely sure. I, I'm just disappointed. This is a this is an award that's supposed to go to the best football player in the state of Mississippi, and to not take all of the games into account especially when the final one is the biggest one. Yeah. It's, it's just disappointing. I'm hopeful that, uh, that that will, this is something that will change next year. Do you think they're doing this to try to get people not to put too much in this game? I mean, cause like me and you were talking about you more than me, you know, I, I'd be okay either way, but you say that the, the egg bowl should decide the winner. Well, I don't know necessarily I, that I don't it should decide the winner, but when they're close, it should it can it should play a role. I mean, these yeah. Corral and 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 Rogers are going to be close this year, and if we go to the Egg Bowl and they play head to head, and one of them throws for four hundred yards and four touchdowns, and the other has a bad night and throws a few picks, that should weigh into the decision. Somebody brought up a good point the other day, and I'm you know I'm guilty of this. How's Charles Cross not? That's where I was about to go with this. And that (sighs) I'm not a fan of the whole process of the Connerly. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole every school has to have one nominee. I think it should be you should nominate maybe the top five players in the state. And, you know, for this year, Charles Cross, Charles Cross is the best football player in the state. He's the only one who I think is guaranteed to be first team all SEC. I don't think Corral is guaranteed first team All SEC. I think he'll be. He could be first team All SEC, but I don't know. You know, it's between him and Bryce Young. Cross is going to be first team All SEC. Cross is going to be a top ten pick. I know he's probably gonna, he's going to win the hall, and, and that'll be well deserved. But it, it's criminal, and, and this happens a lot. To be honest with you, you know, in, yeah. in twenty eighteen, you know, you had Jeff Simmons and you had AJ Brown, obviously very uh, deserving guys. But so was Montez Sweat and Jonathan Abram. And then from Ole Miss, you know, so was Jordan Tamu. There, there, there's there's got to be a better way to do this whole process. I feel like I feel like it's just 
I feel like something's off about it. I, I don't know. Well, what. it's not consistent because um, a couple, a few years ago, for the Gillum Trophy, mm-hmm. it was Terry McCowan, Victoria Vivians, and I think Blair Schaefer was mm-hmm. the finalist. It was all Mississippi State people. Right. If if you if the three best player in the players in the state are are Ole Miss people, they right. need to be the finalist. Yeah, I agree. It's all, if they're all Mississippi State people, those need to be the finalists. Um, this is just this is. I mean. Going into that, everybody gets a trophy thing, and then you know all these little colleges get upset because and one of their guys are not in it. Why and, not? Just I mean, it's have just a second trophy. Yeah, like, for the lower tier. Connerly for, should be for State, Ole Miss, Southern, and then you have. I mean, why not the Steve McNair Award? I mean, how many times? How many times have we seen in the last fifteen to twenty years that this award has happened? The best player you could say was Delta State, Mississippi College, right? Bell Haven, somebody like that. I mean, it's just. So in, I mean, and I I really appreciate all those teams and all that, but I just they're not going to compete with players in the SEC, and they're not playing that type of competition either. Right. And, and look, if one of them, somebody in those those divisions plays. And make has and just a fantastic statistical season. You get somebody who rushes for two thousand plus yards or throws for over four thousand yards. Give them the credit and put them in the, in the on the list. I don't have a problem with that. In the history of the award, there have been two winners from Delta State, including two of the first five. Believe it or not, the quarterback uh, one, Josh one Bright in two thousand quarterback Tregnell yes. Thomas, a running back out of nineteen ninety six. Then in two thousand and eight, Juan Joseph of Millsaps won it. That is the only players – those are the only players that have won this award not from Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or USM. USM hasn't had a winner since 2011 when it was uh, Austin Davis. For me, I, I, I think I've, I've talked myself into what I just said. I would create the Steve McNair Award and have an award that goes to – you know, the Connerly can be for State, Southern, and Ole Miss. And then the McNair Award goes to the rest of the schools. Yeah. And, and honestly. Jackson State, Millsaps, yeah. Delta State. Valley, Alcorn, Mississippi yeah. College. Bellhaven. Yeah. And, 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 and quite honestly, tell me if I'm wrong, Robbie. That puts more spotlight on the other schools because one of their guys is going to win that night. Yeah. And, and listen, I mean, those those schools know that they're they pretty much have no chance of winning this award. Right. I mean, it's like they they go and you know dress up and all that stuff, and they go there and like, well, it's going to go to another Mississippi State or Ole Miss guy again this year. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sorry, folks, but that's how life works. That that's how life works, and it it sucks for a lot of us. I'm not a Division One athlete. I, I accepted that whenever I was in high school. I was not going to play Division One sports. There were millions of people that were way more talented than I was. And in, in this business that I'm in, I'm not ever going to work at the New York Times or someplace like that. I've just accepted where I am. And I'm not saying accept mediocrity or whatever, but there's a tier. Mississippi State is in the SEC. Jackson State's in the SWAC. Delta State's in the uh, what are they? The Gulf South. Gulf South. Um, there are levels. 
you don't play for a Division One national championship. You play for a Division Two national championship. So Connerly Trophy for the Division One teams, and like you mentioned, maybe the Steve McNair Trophy for the other teams. Yeah. That's just how that's just and, how life works. I mean, there's just different the, tiers. Like, think about the Heisman Trophy. I mean, there are kids in in FCS and Division Two II and Three that put up huge numbers, better than any. You know, most most seasons, right? I don't know if anybody's throwing for what Joe Burrow did, but there are 4,000-yard passers and 2,000-yard rushers at these lower levels all the time. But they have their own award set. So, basically, you know, the Connerly is a great thing. You want to have it. But we've got to find a, a little bit better way for these schools to be represented and, and for, for, for this all to work. I think the, but the main thing we're taking away from this is you can't vote on this until all of the games are done. Yeah, that, that 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 just that just needs to be a a, a prerequisite. That, that that feels like that's a that should just be a rule. It doesn't make. Wasn't it? Sense. Was it a few? Was it a few years ago? I want to say somebody, you know, we really thought was like a a guy that I forget who it was. Um, but just back to the the whole process, there was like a guy that could have very easily won the award. And he was at the same school, either Ole Miss or Mississippi State. And I just remember thinking, golly, I mean, how is he not even there? Well, I mean, it's it's every year. It's every year like that. Like I said, in 18, State had to choose between Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons and Jonathan Abram. Any one of those guys. And Elton Jenkins, to be totally honest, who won the whole trophy that year. Did Did Elton win the Connerly or was that Gabe Jackson? Gabe Jackson won the Connerly. How that that tells you just how dominant he was, by the way. And and also, if you, if you win that as an offensive lineman, because it's everybody gets drawn into the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, which I'm glad Jeffrey won a few years ago because he really was state's the state's best player. The other thing to remember in that, Robbie, is the Egg Bowl played a big role in that. If, yeah. if Ole Miss had won that Egg Bowl, I think Bo Wallace goes back to back. But because Gabe he Jackson lost the won. Egg Bowl. It went to Gabe Jackson. In 13 yeah. is when that was? Okay. Yeah, that's that's the one where Dak comes in off the bench and, and wins the game. So yeah. the Egg Bowl has played a role in, you know, I think it played a role in 2012. 2012, Jonathan that ab- won that the absolutely, That absolutely did, because I remember I remember we, we had an argument about that on the internet somewhere. You and I? No, 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 uh, oh. just fans. We were we were talking about you know Jonathan Banks going to win it, and then out of nowhere, Bo just pops in, and Bo Wallace is your Connerly. We're like, what? Yeah, and because it was all he because he had Bowl. that game in the Egg Bowl. Exactly. So you know that's just that's how it's always been in the past. I just feel like I feel like you're shortchanging everybody because it'd be one thing if the Egg Bowl is already played if they played it midseason or something. This is the most important game in the state. Every year, it doesn't make sense to do this award this way. So, I know the the people at Ceasefire are good people. They want to make this award as prestigious as possible. I feel pretty confident that, that they're going to hear the uh, the uh, cries of of, of and, and I'm just going to tell you right now. We say all that to say this. Congratulations to Matt Corral. He's, yeah, won, he's won it. He's won yeah, the Connerly Trophy. There's no it's there's over. No chance for anybody else to win it with the the Egg Bowl not getting played. But I do believe that you know people are going to hear. There's going to be there's going to be outrage just, if if Rogers goes out and throws for 450 and five touchdowns and State wins. There's going to be a lot of people not happy when Corral gets that trophy. It just that's just how that's going to be. But he's can you imagine he's winning it? 
Can you imagine if Rodgers throws five touchdowns, no interceptions, and Corral throws for like 200 yards and three three interceptions or something? Yeah. And then I mean, people are just going to be people are just going to be going nuts. All I know is this is what I would do. And if you're listening, MSU marketing, you can have this one for free. But I would sure enough have the next day have Will Rogers do a congratulations video. Like, want to congratulate Matt Corral on a great season. He won the Connerly Trophy. And then he just lifts up the Egg Bowl Trophy. He's like, but I got the one that mattered. Or, or the better yet, just not say anything like, you, you know, that's a, that's a great deal for you. I'm so happy for you. And, like, this starts panning out, and the Egg Bowl Trophy's just, like, sitting next to Yeah, him. you don't even have to say He never says like, nothing, nothing about it. So, and Bulldog fans, <laughs> don't worry. I'll be back next season, and I'm going to try to bring that trophy to Starkville. And and you see in the background, it's just sitting there. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's free money. That's free engagement right there, MSU Marketing. I just, Robbie and I just gave it to you. Enjoy it. There you All go. Right. Let's talk a little MSU basketball uh, before we talk about Mississippi State, Tennessee State. 3-0 and on the season now. We saw Rocket Watch for the first time. Limited action, only eight minutes for him. College basketball has been full of upsets so far this, uh, this, this month of November. Uh, and a lot of SEC, some, some SEC teams have been struggling. But Mississippi State is – I feel like they're winning games and at the same time they're trying to find their way. That this is a team that's not locked into what everybody's role is going to be, to what everybody is going to be playing, to what they're going to be doing in you know, certain times of the game, like this is my lineup for crunch. They don't have that all that figured out yet, but they're still winning games. That to me is a huge positive, Robbie. Oh yeah, if you if you're still not settled, and you still feel like you you there's a lot of things that you can do to improve, but you're winning games, that's huge. And the fact of the matter is, just like you said, I mean they they do still have a whole lot of room to improve. They didn't play great in that game um, on uh, Wednesday night. They didn't play great, but they were still in control of the entire ball game for the most part, and. Um, just the depth of this team is what's so impressive. I mean, Anderson Garcia came in and was fantastic off the bench. Oh, that's, that's one of my guys. I, 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 I really like that kid. Yeah. I, I just like the fact that, you know, that's that he was a prime candidate to transfer mm-hmm. last year. And he could have done what everybody else did, and nobody would have judged him for transferring. Nobody, nobody was upset when Prince Odura transferred a couple of years ago. They knew he was looking for a better opportunity. And by the way, has to be in his seventh year. Uh, I mean, how many years has this dude been playing college basketball? He's been at like four different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, I, I digress on that. Had a big game against State, but um, Did, didn't miss. He was like seven for seven. Seven for seven with, and had eight rebounds, I think. But he's 40 years old. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> um, no, but <laughs> he's, he's so old now, he should be King Adoro. <laughs> We have a, I mean, King Ani should be Prince Ani, and they should trade. Yes. They should trade out names. But no, I mean, guys like Anderson Garcia. I mean, that is my prime example of how good this team can be. And a lot of people are talking about, well, this this rotation is going to tighten up. Yeah, but I still think they can go ten deep. I mean, that's what's so crazy about this team. I mean, they might get to eight or nine guys that are this is your tight rotation. But you you could feel good about somebody getting in foul trouble and uh you know somebody else coming off the bench that doesn't normally play you know you got Javian Davis you got Rocket Watts uh, Anderson Garcia Derek Fountain this is a deep deep team and we're not even talking about Tolu Smith yet because back in the mix when he gets back in the mix I think you're going to see Cam Matthews move to the bench and that's going to make this that bench unit just even Cam Matthews by the way 
I don't know that he's going to go to the bench or not, to be honest with you, because of the way he's playing. He has become the Swiss Army knife. He is this team's – we've been talking about this since, since he left in 2004, Robbie. But the Brandon, Brandon Vincent. Vincent type. Yes, he's back. I can just do anything. But he's got a little more scoring punch than, than them. That, but the two best state teams in my lifetime, 96 and uh, 04, had a guy like that. They had Russell Walters and they had Brandon Vincent. I think Cam Matthews is cut from that same cloth. I agree. And he, I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that you bring in at the first media timeout. And, you know, you take a game that might be 10 to 8 Mississippi State, and you can hold a team scoreless until the next media timeout or something because that dude's bringing that kind, kind of energy off the bench. You just you can't replicate that if you're a team to have that kind of guy coming off your bench and Anderson Garcia. I mean, these are energy guys that are going to spell your starters. And I think, you know, w- once Mississippi State gets in a real groove, which I think could come mid-year, could come around January, whenever, you know, Tolu's had, you know, three or four games where he's been able to get back in, in there. And by that point, Rocket Watts is going to be fully healthy, you would think. I mean, this team could be even more dangerous than we thought. I mean, I've been a little more impressed than I even thought I was going to be, to be honest with you. Just by the, the sheer athleticism and, you know, the defense is, is solid. The offense has shown the ability to be really good. I, I just – I'm looking into the future and I see a team that, you know, by March is going to be seriously dangerous. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I think this team is they're, – they're nowhere near their, their ceiling right now. they got a long way to go. And getting obviously getting Tolu Smith be, be a part of that. But once this team is sort of settled into its roles and they know who's doing what, they're, they're going to be a dangerous basketball team. So looking forward to to watching them them run out. All right, let's 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 look about this Tennessee State game for just a minute. Let's go do that. Brought to, and then we'll move on into our uh, preview pr- playmaker prediction. And that's brought to you by our good friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Next time you're at the grocery store, make sure you're putting some beef into the shopping cart. Grab a steak, grab some burgers. That's the kind of stuff you want to put on the grill. And, of course, this time of year – by the way, Robbie, have we ever experienced a colder 50-degree day than it was today? Oh, I barely left the house. I, I left – le- when I left the house – I stayed in a sweatshirt and just wrote stories all day. It, it was like 65 when I left Starkville. I'm, I got halfway to Oxford, and it was 49. And I was just like, what just happened? And then I, I, made, I had to text uh, – one of our people there, I was like, we are going to be inside, right? And thankfully we were. Otherwise, I would have had to spend some money in Oxford today. I'd had to go f- buy a fleece or something. Uh, as it was, all I did was buy my lunch. That's be really be ready to pull out of your savings account for that if you go to the square. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to the square. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying anything at Nielsen's. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mississippi Beef Council beef. It's what's for dinner when you're looking for a great meal for the family, or hey, if you just want to cook yourself a steak because you deserve that treat, do it. msbeef.org, that's the website. A lot of great recipes there, a lot of great information about the Mississippi Beef Council and what they do and what the beef industry means to our state. Check them out. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thank you to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's smoked southern soul food, and it is oh so good. There's just not a miss on the menu, everything you want. I tried something the other day when we went. I had never had those pimento cheese fritters before, but they're great. Those were delicious. I'm not a pimento and cheese fan. Me either. But that was just melted cheese inside of a fried fritter. Yeah. 
um it was good to me I mean, yeah i mean if you if you like mozzarella sticks or something like that this is this is gonna this is gonna work for you really really good so you know you, you see new stuff all the time on the menu there they've always got great specials hit them up this weekend when you're in starkville head over to the cotton district enjoy some smoked southern soul food at two brothers smoked meats they make it for easy for you in advantage business systems if you're a business owner you need to put them on your team they have an incredible selection of products that your business needs, everything your business needs from a technological standpoint, copiers, printers, computers, software, mailing systems, whatever it is, they've got it. And then when they make the sale, you know it comes with customer service that you can count on, the kind you would expect to get from your next-door neighbor, which is what they are to manage business systems. They are your next-door neighbor. They're a Mississippi business just like you. They've been doing business in the Magnolia State for 46-plus years. Why don't you find out how they've been helping customers all that time. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Let's just be honest. Let's just let's just put it all out there. It's not a good team Mississippi State's playing on uh, on Saturday. Tennessee State they're 5 and 5 on the year. Um you know, from a a, a offensive standpoint, they're only averaging uh, right at 20 points per game. Um, they're, they're not a really good running football team, which means that any attempt to shorten the game is going to be difficult for them, especially against a Mississippi State running defense that has been so good this year. Um, it's fair, Robbie, to expect the biggest uh, result of the uh, Mike Leach era here. Hopefully the highlight of this game is the breakfast. <laughs> I, I'm calling Chick-fil-A right now. Uh, I'll take that. I will take that all day. Um, I, I think but, that's what it's going to be. But, yeah, I mean. Go ahead. I mean, I, I haven't even really looked at this team, to be honest no. with you. I mean, I just, I'm just not interested. It's an 11 a.m. kick. This, this has the makings of being like a sloppy ball game for Mississippi State, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that they're still going to win big just from the sheer fact that they're just so much more talented than this team. But it, it's one of those games you, you want to get up big in the first half and just be done and be able to play all of your bench the rest of the way. You, you cannot afford for anybody to get hurt in this game. And I, I've said it all week. I just – like these are the games that it seems like every time – somebody has an injury in this game. And, like, I'm just – I'm hoping for Mississippi State's sake that that doesn't happen. Um, but, you know, it seems like, you know, some of the big big injuries in, um, at Mississippi State and even for Ole Miss in the past have been in these kind of games. You want to get your guys out of there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, what I- that includes Will Rogers. That includes, you know, offensive line, mm-hmm. wide receivers, running backs, everybody. The, the only thing to really talk about with this game is the young players and how much those guys are going to play. Hopefully we'll get to see a lot of those guys, get our first real looks at guys like Teddy Knox, Antonio Harmon, Katravian Hargrove, and hopefully we'll see if it's Sawyer Robertson and Daniel Greek uh, as well. Let's just get right into some uh, some playmakers and predictions. Hey, I, I'm really hoping that they let the, the, um, the guys, the scholarship guys like uh, J.J. Jernigan and Christian Ford sit in this game. Let some of the lesser guys get in there, like Travian yeah, Hargrove. I agree. But the, I agree. The, scholar, the scholarship guys, you know, like Christian Ford, 
and uh, JJ Jerning, and you know the guys that are on scholarship. Those guys should be they I, should be sitting after the first quarter. I get I, I get what you're saying. I, I think I know what you're cooking. Though. The guys I, on scholarship. They're on scholarship, right? So that makes them That's better right. auto, automatically. Um, is there a, a guy that you see having a big game here, or is it just going to be all spread out offensive playmaker wise? I think it's so hard to tell in these games. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't really I, I couldn't really tell you going into the Vanderbilt game. It's just you never really know because a lot of times a quarterback will come out there and throw three touchdowns in the first three possessions and then sit down. I mean, you just don't know. Um, and same thing for the wide receivers, but. Uh, I would I would like to think that somebody like JJ Jernigan and guys like that would be your primary playmakers in this ball game because it means that your other guys are not having to play that much. I mean, I would like for some wear and tear to be taken off the shoulders of Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson because they've just been beaten up all year long. You'd like for them to basically have another week off here going into the egg bowl so they're they're fully healthy going or as healthy as they're gonna be. So, at the end of the game, if I look down and I see J.J. Jernigan has seven catches for 65 yards and, you know, 11 rushes for 55 or something like that, that's, you're probably – you probably had a good game offensively. If I said over-under passing yards, Will Rogers, 250. I would say – I would probably say over just because we hit, we don't have enough evidence that Mike Leach is going to sit his quarterback early in a game. The The Vanderbilt game was a blowout, uh, you know, midway in the third quarter, and we didn't see a quarterback change the last possession. And so, I mean, I just – I, I want to wait and see. I, I would say he's probably going over 300. Okay. I said MSU total rushing yards over 100. Ooh, that's interesting. I think they got a chance to do that in this game. What What did they do against Vanderbilt? Do you remember? Oh, they weren't that. That wasn't a good running game for them. They just threw it around all game. Yeah, I, I think so. I was just I was trying to find a. It's pretty sad for Vanderbilt that I'm comparing them to Tennessee State, but. I mean, but you're not far off. State in that game rushed for – oh, where is it? Goodness. Uh, 61 yards. You just never know with State with the the running game. I mean, they'll run for over 100 yards against LSU and 60 against – Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm going to say – I'm going to say over. I think they hit 100 this week. I I think they will be a little bit more – Conservative. Well, conservative. I guess that's the right word. So we'll see. All right. Defensively, is there is there a guy to watch? God, I don't know. It's, just, I mean, it's impossible. There, there will be a guy to watch. Yeah. How about that? Well, I'm there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Damn you, ESPN. I had a tab open there. Don't you hate when videos automatically play? Can't stand it. Can't stand it. I think we finally got rid of that on 247. Shout out to the athletic. I never have it. All right, let's let's just get into the prediction then, because it's just it's just difficult for us to say with any real certainty what players are going to make impacts. So so many guys are going to play. I feel like we 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 look like I mean we sound like we're just unprepared, and unprofessional. We're not. It's, it's there's just there's I mean, no way to tell. 
we are unprepared and unprofessional, but we're yeah, not different. trying to be here. Um, One last question. Make a prediction. Sawyer Robertson plays? No. You say no. Okay. I'm saying no. I'm, I'm leaning towards that, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, prediction time. I, I, I'm just going to jump in. I'll go first. I, I just don't see this game being close at all. I think State wins it easy. I think it's going to look like a very typical Mississippi State versus FCS game. I'm going to say 49-10 Mississippi State. I'm going to say 56 to 10. Ooh, 50 burger, half a hundred. They almost got 50 against Auburn. It's true. If if Mike Leach would have had a vendetta against uh, Brian Horson, he probably would have. If that was Ole Miss, that ball would have gone in the end zone. Yes. No question. So, all right, Robbie, I'll be back with you Sunday afternoon. We'll talk uh, this and we'll start lining up stuff for the Egg Bowl. I've already lined up some great interviews for next week. Uh, for us, some some blasts from the past, some players maybe you haven't heard from in a little while. Still trying to reach out and get a few more as well. And we'll have all those interviews also with us on the Sports Talk Mississippi. So if you miss them here, if you miss them on the podcast, you can catch them on the radio show and, and vice versa. So a lot of great stuff. We'll talk to you again very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.